Thank you for listening to the Football Index Club daily podcast. This is a podcast designed to provide you with a brief summary of what is going on in the Football Index stock market every single day. Hello and welcome to episode 148 of the Football Index Club daily podcast. Today I am on my own. I'm just going to be talking about the rises and the fallers on the Football Index stock market. I have to say it feels very odd doing these podcasts now on my own. When I was doing them on my own, I just kind of got into the habit of doing them and it felt sort of normal after a while. But now I've had a few guests over the last few days it just seems weird doing a podcast on my own. So if anyone wants to join me, then just get in touch because I need to speak to someone. But no, I'm going to just talk about the risers and fallers. I think they're okay. Um, they're okay podcasts. Hopefully they're a decent listen just to clarify my thoughts on the market each day and just getting into what's going on really uh, because I'm following the market very closely and hopefully I can share that and people can learn from that too. So Kylian Mbappe is up 26p to £9.21. And that, that is due to him earning quite a few transfer links to Liverpool lately, um, which they've kind of lingered around. They've come and gone over the last few months. I think the main thing with Mbappe rising today just kind of shows how he is capable of earning dividends because there's been a lot of question marks over that in the past. His price had been very high. His price had actually been at £6 from the very start of the season in August to about £6.80 or something in February 2020. So, I mean, he's gone through like half the season, pretty stagnant, especially relative to other players who have rose huge amounts over that time. But he's really shot up over the last few months from about £6.80 to £9.21 today, rising another 26p. And he did get a hat-trick, I believe, a few months ago. But I think the main reason he's risen is just with elite quality young players rising, that's maybe brought his price up. And there has been a lot of demand for the best of the best young players. We've seen that with um, Haaland rising huge amounts, Hibbert rising recently, and many other quality young talents. They have risen huge amounts. Rashford as well, he's risen quite a bit. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, there's just so many of them that I could talk about. But overall, I do believe the best young players will rise and continue to rise longer term. Sancho as well, Sammy in the main one, uh, rising up to £13. And those players have probably stretched the market and helped players like Mbappe rise further in price because you look at Sancho at £13 and maybe if Mbappe was £6 now, you'd be like, what earth is going on here? Surely Mbappe needs to be closer to Sancho because he's probably... In the top two, I'd say Sancho and Mbappe are the best two young players in the world that are under 22. Personally, I'd still put Mbappe as the number one young player in the world, only because he's a little bit more proven than Sancho still winning the World Cup with France, of course, the other season, and actually performing extremely well at that tournament. I really wish I had a bought into him, um, because I remember watching very distinctly, I was on Football Index at the time, and I thought, well, this guy is going places, and... I can't remember exactly what prices it was, but I'm pretty sure it shot up from like £3 to £7. I think this was price the share split um, very quickly. And I felt like I really missed out on that one. But anyway, Mbappe rising due to those transfer links and actually starting to show his potential to earn dividends. I do think that young players will probably, the best young players will probably earn more dividends in the future than they do now. Well, almost certainly they will. And so people who are maybe questioning Mbappe in the past when he was at £6 saying um, his dividend return is very poor and he's not returned barely any of his price. 
Well, it's kind of all about the future. And if people think that a player is going to earn more dividends in the future, they're probably going to buy that player. Um, and that's kind of the main thing that a lot of traders consider. And so even if that maybe doesn't always seem so rational to you and you want to consider what a player's done in the past and how much they've earned in the past, that's not always the best way to look at things. Um, and I do always personally look into the future a lot more than I look at the past. Obviously, you need a little bit of a balance. But anyway, moving on. Paulo Dybala is also up today. He's increased quite a considerable amount, rising 21p to £3.74. There was a few Man United transfer links lately. And Dybala has hit some pretty good PB scores, especially when Ronaldo hasn't played this season. So maybe if Ronaldo picks up an injury or two, then Dybala could really... Um, take that top spot forward place like Juventus and in and in Syria. I think Dybala's best game in terms of his PB score was against Brescia, if I remember correctly, and that was when Ronaldo wasn't playing. So I do think he's got a lot of potential. I saw Big Don on Twitter. I'm sure a lot of listeners know who he is as well. He went in on Dybala today. I'm not sure if that was after or prior to the rise or if that led to the rise. It certainly would have helped him with him buying so many, but he certainly has a lot of confidence in him. And I do think Dybala is a player who could earn match the dividends in the future. He is quite expensive given what he's done and given that he is competing with Ronaldo um, as the sort of main man in that Juventus side. But if those transfer links persist, maybe his price will rise further. I'm sure he was quite close to signing a contract the other week or month, but I'm not sure if he has actually signed that or not. Probably should have checked that. But moving on, Bruno Fernandes is up 18p to £10.7. I actually saw Bruno. I actually saw Bruno Fernandez uh, not long after the matching engine was introduced, which a lot of traders will probably say was a crazy decision because I sold him at a low spread. I think the spread was like I sold him like nine pound forty or something, and his spread now um, you could sell him at nine pound eighty. So arguably, some traders would say that was crazy, but I mean, I've actually put the money into place who have risen a lot more since, and so. That's another point, and that's something which I find really difficult, but I think I'm getting better at, which is just taking a loss um, or selling a player whose price could rise in the near future and putting that money into someone else who's going to rise even more. Because sometimes you do just need to be a bit more disciplined and just be like, okay, fuck it. This other player is going to rise more. I'm going to buy him. And that's what I did. I bought Said Benrahma, got 300 shares at him at £1.56, got some Torres at £2.80, and some other players. And they've actually risen quite a bit more as a percentage than Bruno Fernandes. Yes, Bruno Fernandes could rise even further. Um, and maybe do better in the long term. I don't know. But in the short term, I personally saw opportunities that were better elsewhere. And sometimes you just need to buy the bullet, take that temporary emotional pain as you sell a player who hasn't done as well as you would have liked or is at a price where you think they're going to rise in the short term. And it may feel a bit uncomfortable and very painful as naturally it does when you're losing money or you're not doing as well as you could. But really, you need to look at it very... um, objectively and in terms of actually who's going to make you the most money Um, and for me personally it was in this instance putting that money into other players who I thought had better prospects to rise in price and fortunately they have actually risen more than Bruno Fernandes despite him rising a huge amount over the last few days as well Um, anyway Marcus Rashford as well he's up 10p to £7.26 I also think he's actually a really good hold. I think out of the four players I've just discussed tonight, he's the player that I'd probably 
be most likely to buy. Um, and I feel like I can say that quite confidently and without being dodgy at all because I don't hold any of him. And again, I don't think I've ever held him. Um, but genuinely, I do think he's quite a good hold. And I feel quite comfortable talking about the top end in particular because I have very few shares in the highest price players. And so I always feel like I don't really have like an agenda at all. I can just say what I think completely about these highest price players. And ideally, I wouldn't hold anyone on football index. And then, and then I just couldn't be questioned at all in terms of um, my morality or if I'm like pumping players or anything like that. And it is quite a difficult situation because I try and be quite fair. Um, I know I maybe talk about some players too positively, but overall, I really don't want to like sway anyone's decisions too much apart from uh, maybe football index club members and try and help them out because overall the returns are great on the site. So um, I am kind of in a position where I am trying to help other people improve their returns on football index. But enough about me and all of that, um, my emotional problems on football index. But yeah, a few other players rising. We've got Matthias Schooner up 10p today to £2.21. Been watching a lot of her for Berlin lately. One player that I would actually maybe advise buying. And again, he is quite cheap this time, but I don't hold him yet. Um, I've been very tempted to. I don't really have a great balance at the minute. I've got some good bids on. Maybe I could cancel them. But Jordan Tolnariga, he has really impressed me over the last few games. And the commentators have been really raving about him as well. And um, so it's not just me who's thought that he's really stood out. And I'm not just saying that because the commentators have said it, but he has really looked good. He kind of reminds me of not as developed, not as much of a tank, but he has some similar sort of characteristics to Dr. Tupin Meccano. Um, in terms of how he just is quite comfortable on the ball and just driving out with it. And he's quite big and strong player as well. He just looks so solid at the back and I can see a transfer coming for him. He's only at, I think, 70p or so at the minute. So um, I feel like I should probably buy him now in case this does influence anyone and people do end up buying him and I miss out loads. Uh, but no, I probably won't end up buying him personally. Uh, but yeah, I think he's one to watch anyway. Just something that I thought I'd put out there because I've watched a lot of Herford Berlin lately. But anyway, I was talking about Matthias Kuna and again, I think he's been really good. Um, he's been better than I thought he was. Yeah, he's uh, he's had so much flair. His dribbling has been quality he's just a classic young Brazilian who looks very exciting and as I've said in previous podcasts he scored some spectacular goals I do think his PB scores are very poor overall but Hertha Berlin are really improving and now that's another point and they drew 2-2 with RB Leipzig yesterday and I think that or it might have been today actually yeah it was today Um, and I think that really just proves how much they have developed 2-2 at Leipzig, um, I know it was a way that doesn't actually make a difference really with no crowds, but um, overall, I think Hertha Berlin will come top six next season or even push into that top five, depending on how Leverkusen and Gladbach do. Um, but yeah, I really do rate Hertha Berlin at the minute. I'm just raving about them in, I know, but they've invested so much over January. I think they've been like 70 million or something. And they've brought some really good players, a lot of young talents there who are only going to continue to improve. And I think that's something to look out for on Football Index because often the best teams have the players who hit the highest PB scores. So we we may see some of their best players rise further in the future with improving PB scores as well. So maybe something to consider and look out for 
I know it's only been like three or four Bundesliga games, but honestly, I can't tell you how much they've actually impressed me uh, in their recent games overall. Uh, a few other players rising then. Paul Pogba's up 9p, Neymar's up 7p, Rodri's up 7p, Saiben Rahm's up 6p, I think. And then in the decrease list, we've got Joshua Kimmich down 10p to £4.44. Again, lost out very unluckily on the match day dividends yesterday. And there was quite a lot of talking him down on Twitter, I believe. Um, a few people very unhappy about that. But that's something to watch out for because traders could start to do that to try and take advantage of buying players at lower prices with the matched bids. So what someone could do is have some matched bids waiting on Joshua Kimmich now trying to buy him at £4.30, talking downloads on Twitter, then someone bottles it on Twitter and listens to whoever is talking down and then decides to sell him to whoever is trying to buy them. And uh, it's all very dodgy, really. I mean, it can be a bit of a dodgy place, Twitter and Football Index. Overall, I think it's very sound and the vast majority of traders are really just genuine people who aren't too bothered about making money in dodgy ways and kind of understand that overall the best players are probably going to rise over time and that you should just pick the value players but there are some people out there who can be a little bit dodgy so I'd say if someone is talking down a player just be very wary and understand now that someone could have those added incentives of trying to get you to sell that player to them um, which is quite an interesting one and it wasn't something I'd really considered until just now but I've seen some people talking about that on the timeline on Twitter and I think it's a fair point it's very possible so yeah, something to definitely be aware of anyway. Nicholas Tagliafico was up 8p with Chelsea and Arsenal asking uh, Ajax how much he would cost and they're interested in him. Uh, he's actually risen quite a lot over the last few months. A decent chance that he will get a transfer at some point. Um, and yeah, he's hit some really good PB scores as well in the past. Flavio Neohaus up 5p. He had a good game yesterday for Gladbach. So he's risen a little bit. Um, in fact, I think it was at the weekend when he had a good game. In terms of the decreases, Rami Bentadane is down 3p. Not too much of a drop. And there's not really many other players dropping there. And the media rankings, we just got uh, Timo Werner's top, Jaden Sancho second, Mbappe is now third, Odioni Kahlo fourth. Um, that was a funny one because I've been saying in these podcasts all along that I didn't really think he was good value. And that's kind of been proved a little bit with itself for us being 1.14. But I don't want to get into Ikalo. My general point on him is that I think he's really high risk. Um, and I'd be a little bit concerned about holding him longer term, especially if he doesn't end up at Man United. But if you get the timing right, then fair play. Jordan Henderson as well. He's fifth in the media rankings. So that's kind of a roundup of what's going on in the football index stock market at the minute. I think my general thoughts and views is that the best young players and some players who could maybe return uh, hit some high PB scores when football returns like Daibara and Bruno Fandes really rising and there's a lot of money going into the market so it's a good place to be um, I'd say some of the maybe cheaper players aren't being looked at so much so if you're interested in longer terms then there could be some value there I haven't really looked at the lowest price players on the market lately I think with the matching engine it's going to be hard to have so much liquidity there um, with the huge spreads so I think that will change in a few months. But for now, in the short term, it's probably best to put money into maybe slightly more expensive players or um, players with tighter spreads. But that's it for today. I hope it's been a useful just general update on what's going on. And I hope you all have a great rest of your week. And thanks for listening.